liked him too. Step by step. You did my country set there for you. Had some Ronnie Millsap with Smoky Mountain Rain. That was live. I'll always regret not seeing uh, Ronnie Millsap when he was here in Mankato not that long ago. I don't know why I didn't go, but I didn't, but I like him. And Dan Seals and with Marie Osmond. Meet me in Montana. Hey, coming up, we've got a spokesperson from the Minnesota State Fair to talk about what's happening at the fair. I see there's an announcement from the office of the governor saying the state is offering $100 Visa gift cards on site for the first COVID-19 vaccine doses at the state fair. So if you're going to the fair, you get your shot. You can walk away with a $100 Visa gift card in hand if you get your first COVID-19 dose at the state fair. So that's kind of a, a neat deal, one of the incentives. And it says the first 3,600 Minnesotans to get their first dose of vaccine at the state fair will be able to claim that $100 Visa gift card immediately after getting their shot. So 3,600, well, there's in the past for the whole fair, there's been over a million people. So, you know, first come, first serve. Let's hope that they'll get more than that even to uh, get the shot. But uh, we'll have somebody talking about that and much, much more new stuff happening at the State Fair coming up at 10 o'clock, so in just a few moments. Uh, And then uh, we've got a guest talking about Community Connect, and that is a very important event to help folks in the community. Maybe they're homeless or they're living in poverty, and uh, it's, it's a way to help them get some of the things that they need. And it's a big community event, so we're gonna have that coming up as well in at 10.30. So lots of things here on a Minnesota morning. Let's get another tune in here while we uh, wait to hear from someone from the State Fair. This is Humankind from 
Smash Palace. And in there with some uh, Smash Palace, Humankind. 
It is one minute past 10. You're listening to a Minnesota Morning on the Maverick at KMSU Radio 89.7 FM in Mankato and KMSK 91.3 FM in Austin online at KMSU.org. Broadcasting from the campus of Minnesota State University, Mankato. Big ideas and real world thinking. 76 degrees here on the campus at Minnesota State University, Mankato. Today's high 79. Looks like rain for Thursday, Friday and then maybe again on your Monday. I've got on the phone someone from the Minnesota State Fair to talk about what's new, what we can uh, can be concerned about, etc. It is Danielle Dullinger, a spokesperson for the Minnesota State Fair. Good morning, Danielle. Good morning. Thanks for having me. Oh, absolutely. Now, I was surprised to find that being a spokesperson for the fair is a full-time job. So is it like a marketing title or, or what sorts of things do you do? Because, you know, the fair is obviously, what is it? 10 10 days 12 days and and the fair yeah the fair runs for 12 days um but we always say you know taking care to plan the fair for two million people it takes a whole year (laughs) um so think about planning a wedding for 200 people can take a whole year so yeah it's it's a full-time gig there are actually 70 of us who work here at the minnesota state fair year-round full-time I work in our marketing department. I have a, a couple of gigs. Spokesperson happens to be one of them, but we just do our best to market the Minnesota State Fair to the, the folks in Minnesota. I have to ask you, Danielle, so in 2020, did you just sit on your hands and go, well, nothing going on this year? Not even close. <laughs> no, I mean, yes, absolutely, last year was devastating for us. Right. We knew it was the right thing to do, but for so many of us, this is such a passion project. So um, it was it was pretty tough that the thing we worked for year-round wasn't able to happen. But that did not mean that we just sat on our hands. We absolutely had to find ways to recoup those losses. We did take a $16 million loss last year. So we found ways to not only bring the joy of the fair to Minnesota in ways that we could, safely um but you know we also needed to recoup our losses so we had a drive-through fair we had what we called our food parades we sold state fair cups we made some fun new merchandise like party in a box um we did a virtual fair so although we didn't have a fair last year we were still pretty dang busy now did you recoup that 16 million or is that the, the what you figured that was lost that, that is what was lost. That is the financial hit that we took last wow. year. So how much does the fair bring in then in terms of money in, in, in our area, in the Minnesota? Yeah, so there is an economic impact of $368 million. Um, so the fair obviously does have a pretty big impact on the state of Minnesota. So um, for, for us to go through that, that was that was pretty tough. And something else that many people might not know is the fair does not receive taxpayer dollars. Um, it is not a state agency. We don't receive government funding. So basically how the fair funds itself is by ticket sales, people coming to the fair, going to shows, eating food, buying things. That is how the fair you know, that's how the fair stands. So uh, without a fair last year, that obviously was pretty tough. Do vendors pay, I assume, then to have places there, booths and things like that, or is or is that not a part of it? Yeah, if you're a merchandise vendor, you pay for your, you know, your space. And okay. then if you're a food vendor, we, we get a percentage of sales. Aha, I see. And how about things like the nonprofits, like in the education building, things like that? There is a nonprofit rate, but they do pay to be here. Similar to, you know, it's a, it's a marketing thing, and it's just part of their marketing budget. 
Okay, well, you know, there's obviously a lot of talk. Minnesota health officials are saying now that they're nervous about the large crowds expected for the Minnesota State Fair because of the highly contagious Delta variant and the coronavirus. It's continuing to circulate statewide. What are some thoughts there? What are some of your conversations going on there? Because, I mean, obviously that is a concern for for all. We do have constant communication with the Minnesota Department of Health and the governor's office. Um, So everything that we have decided has been based on our conversations with them. So we do have health guidance that can be found on our website. But what we're saying is we are strongly, strongly encouraging mask wearing inside of buildings, regardless of your vaccination status. And we are also strongly encouraging masks outdoors when you cannot socially distance where it is crowded, again, regardless of vaccination status. We're asking everyone to do their part so that they can support these vendors who have been out of business for two years and so that the fair can come back in the future. Um, You know, we just want to keep every Minnesotan safe. So we truly are asking you to please help us out and do your part. Now, will there be, let's say somebody comes and they don't have a mask, will you provide masks? Will there be hand sanitizers, things like that? Is that something that's going to be required of vendors, etc.? So there are no requirements. There are no requirements to wear a mask. We are strongly, strongly encouraging. But we will have masks available for those who wish to have one if you forgot one at home. How about hand sanitizer? Yep, hand sanitizer will be available at all information booths and at locations throughout the grounds. We also have many bathrooms around the grounds, so you can get your hands washed there, too. Are there any precautions, extra precautions being taken for cleaning, etc., this year? We are following CDC and Department of Health guidelines for sanitization. Okay. Would there be a chance that let's say all of a sudden there's this sharp uptick and they could say, well, we got to close the fair down. Is that a possibility even considered? At this time, we're just in those constant discussions with the Department of Health. So the answer is you're not sure. Anything is possible at this point. (laughs) Um, You know, we never thought we'd have to cancel the fair in 2020. Um, I I have no idea. We're absolutely hopeful that the the fair will happen, similar to other things that are happening right now. Twins games, other shows, Viking Stadium, Mm -hmm. the soccer games at at the United. So um, we're, we're just like everyone else in that sense. I know that my kids are involved in the County 4-H and they're taking their projects to the state fair. They did have the option to do it virtually or not. So I know there are some accommodations for different things like that. And I don't know if there's other virtual opportunities for anything besides that. Are you aware of any? Not that I'm aware of, but the biggest thing we're saying is if you're not comfortable coming to the fair this year, we completely understand. We are Mm -hmm. not looking to break attendance records. We never are. Um, Having attendance records is never our goal. Um, We just ask that if you come to the fair, we please ask you to do your part. And if you're not comfortable coming to the fair this year, we completely understand and we hope that we'll see you in 2022. Are you finding some vendors or or players people maybe not coming because of the COVID thing this year, just saying, I don't think I'm going to be there, whether it's a food vendor, et cetera, or is everybody pretty much, I'm back? So there are some vendors who have chosen not to return to the fair this year, but some of them chose so in November of last year. Uh, We've had, every year we do typically have a turnover between 75 and 100 vendors. 
that's in a typical year, um, who decide not to come to the fair for any sort of reason. This year we have a, had about 150 people who are not returning, mm-hmm. 150 vendors, but we also added 70 brand new vendors, sure. including nine new food vendors. So we still have 1,000, nearly 1,000 vendors at the fair, so wow. the turnover is much less than 10% this year. That's a lot of options. I love it. Let's talk about some of the new vendors. Um, specifically, let's talk about some of the food vendors. One, uh, I'm, I am gluten-free, so I was really excited to see Auntie M's gluten-free uh, was one of the new ones among others. Let's talk about some of the new additions. Yeah, we do have nine brand new food vendors this year, which is a pretty big number for us. Typically, mm-hmm. we only add between three and four new food vendors, so nine is a pretty big deal. We do have nearly 300 food vendors, and so adding nine is, is pretty cool. Auntie M's Gluten-Free is a brand new one. Uh, they will be serving gluten-free corn dogs, funnel cakes, and cheese curds. I'm also excited about Baba's. They're going to have a variety of hummus bowls. We added a new little food area just south of Little Farmhands on the ground. So Baba's will be there, Spinning Wild, um, New Scenic Cafe. They'll all be up at uh, that brand new food area. And I'm I'm very excited for that new area. Now, did they do that just so people wouldn't have to walk so far to get food? So they thought, well, let's just have another complete area. Well, we have food spread throughout the fairgrounds, so you don't have to go very far to find some food wherever you're at at the fair. Is there anything you're particularly excited or interested in in terms of the the new foods they're bringing back? Yeah, actually, I'm really excited for the Kerala fried chicken kati roll um, because it's fried chicken and I love fried chicken. (laughs) So it's marinated, battered, and fried chicken tenders wrapped in paratha, which is a layered flatbread with chutneys and slaw. So that'll be at Hot Indian, which has a brand new location in the food building this year. All right. What are some other things that are new that we might expect to see at the fair or want to check out? We do have what we're calling Joyful World Mural Park. I'm very excited Mm. for this. This is brand new. We're going to have 12 artists creating large-scale murals throughout the 12 days of the fair. Um, You actually get to interact with the artists and see them creating their piece. So I'm thrilled about that. We also have a brand new roller coaster that'll be at Mighty Midway and three new rides at Kidway. Up at the north end, we also um, have a newer building up there. It was built in 2019. And this year we'll actually be housing um, the American Red Cross Blood Drive. This year, um, especially, our nation's blood shortage is, is significantly higher than it has been in the past. So um, we are using this as an opportunity for fair guests to come and help donate blood and help increase that nation's supply. So if you're interested in that, you can sign up on our website, find out more information as appointments are encouraged. We'll also be splitting that building with um, a COVID-19 vaccination clinic. So, um, And they just announced today, if you do get your vaccine at the fair, you actually get that $100 incentive. So there's a lot of unique different things going on at the fair this year you can check out everything that we have going on at our website mnstatefair.org i just saw that uh, announcement from the governor's office this morning in my email about the the shots and you can get your hundred dollar visa card for up to 3600 people so that is a a new thing is that just because just announced at least i just got the announcement Yep, yep. They're just announcing that $100 incentive for those who get vaccinated at the fair. We are absolutely encouraging everyone to get vaccinated. So if you have not been vaccinated, please do so at the fair in the North End Event Center. Walk-ups are welcome. 
no appointment is necessary, insurance, ID, or anything like that. Let's talk about the grandstand, uh, the shows at the grandstand. Did you have anybody pull out because of COVID for this year, or did everybody want to come back, or new people? Well, we do have two, or two, we have 12 full nights of shows this year, okay. um, many of whom were booked in 2020 and ah. just carried over to 2021. So we're kicking off tomorrow with Miranda Lambert with special guest Lindsay L., and then we move into Marin Morris on Friday. So a lot of great country acts. We also have TLC and Shaggy with special guest Bone Thugs and Harmony on Sunday, August 29th, Tim McGraw, uh, George Thorogood and the Destroyers. Darcy Lynn, who is on America's Got Talent. So there really is something for everyone, and tickets are on sale now for all shows at mnstatefair.org. I see you've got the Doobie Brothers, too, along with Michael McDonald. That'll that'll be pretty cool. I, you know, we the, do. The classics. Yeah. And that's, yeah, it really is a great, great lineup this year. Yeah, so it, it does look like a wonderful lineup. Uh, what are some other things, uh, anything new with the 4-H, the barns, anything like that? Yeah, we've actually expanded our draft horse show. So you're going to be seeing quite a few more draft horses at the beginning of the fair this year. Um, We're also having the North American Six Horse Hitch Classic Cart Regional Finals that will be taking place on the first day of the fair, which is tomorrow uh, in the Coliseum. So this is a pretty prestigious competition, so we're thrilled to be able to have that featured at the fair this year. Will they still be having the parades going through the 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 fair you know they usually have like a two o'clock parade going through with bands and everything i know concerns with playing instruments covid etc will that still happen yes we will still have the parade this year at 2 p.m daily oh wonderful okay that sounds great how about coming to the fair getting there where you know a lot of folks listening to this show are from southern minnesota best place to arrive to park to get there for you know the the least hassle etc Yeah, I definitely suggest utilizing one of our free park and ride locations. So all of these are within a short distance to the fairground. So I suggest, you know, parking at one on the south end or coming just around uh, right off of 94. Uh, You can hop on some close ones there um, and park at a free parking ride because you can park for free and get a free ride to the fair. So I definitely suggest using one of those 27 locations. Uh, Just note that face coverings are required on all buses. So where are those locations? And so a lot of folks maybe aren't familiar with the cities because they don't go up there very much. Where can some of those be found on the way up to, to catch yeah, they're all really close to the fairgrounds, so it'll be off of, like, 94. If you hop off of 94, 35W, there are locations. So uh, there's one at the U- University of Minnesota. You can park there. A lot of them are, at like, churches or uh, things like that. So the whole list of locations, and we have directions. So if you type on the or click on the link from your phone, it'll put the directions right in there for you, so it'll take you right to that parking lot. Um, uh, again, they're, they're a real short distance from the fair. Fairgrounds. So if you're able to get to the fairgrounds, one of these will be closed. Uh, are they, all of those are listed on our website. Do they run fairly often? Because I know people don't like to wait for sometimes. Yep, they run consistently throughout the day from 8 a.m. to midnight. And is there on-site uh, parking as well? There is on-site parking for a fee, uh, but we do have on-site parking just note that lots do feel quickly so the lots open at 6 a.m and we oh. suggest getting there as early as possible to park in those lots. I was curious how, how soon do some of them fill up because I know we've been there in past years and tried to find a spot sometimes you well let's just say you wait a long time or they're full. 
Yeah, so lots do fill quickly. Uh, we would say on some days they're they're full by 8 a.m., some days by 9 or 10. Oh, wow. um, but then they do reopen throughout the day as space becomes available. We just suggest having a plan A, B, C, and D. Um, <laughs> if your plan is to park in a parking lot and it's full, have a park and ride as a backup. Um, we just suggest really looking at our park and ride or our transportation options before coming to the fair so you have a plan so that you're not surprised. Um, in case there are weights. Okay, and what is what is the entry to get into the fair? This year you can purchase pre-fair discount admission tickets until uh, today, basically. You can purchase them online at mnstatefair.org until 9 p.m. tonight, and those are just $13. Okay. Um, there are also some locations... I believe in Mankato, in southern Minnesota, we have all of those listed on our website, um, so you can purchase them at, at locations and outlets uh, in the area. So you can do that. You can get them for $13. You could also get your ride and game sheets along with Blue Ribbon Bargain Books. Yeah, I was going to ask you about the bargain books. Is there, there anything special in there this year to look for? Because I know sometimes you can really get some good deals if you watch for them. Absolutely. There's great deals in there. It's 100 coupons this year on food, merchandise, things like that, amusements. You can get $8 off uh, riding game sheets. You can get deals off of pizza or hot dogs or corn dogs. Um, there really is, if there's something you're interested in food, there's a good chance it's in that Blue Urban Bargain Book. It is just $5. And I did look up, there are two Cub Foods locations in Mankato okay. where you can purchase your tickets. Oh, wonderful. And it's open from 8 a.m. to 10 p.m. today. Both of them are. Anything a must-see, Danielle, if you were to go to the fair this year, if there's something you say, you got to see this, what would that be? I'm a big believer in having to check out the crop art. The ah, crop art is very quintessential Minnesota, very unique to the Minnesota State Fair, and it can be seen in the Agriculture Horticulture Building. It's pretty impressive what these folks can do with some seeds and crops, so check it out. The art is amazing. I must say that the Horticulture Building is one of my favorites because of the seed art, and that's something I always check out, plus the honey ice cream was one of my favorites as well. So some, some certainly a lot of great things. Do you expect any appearances from the governor or any other major politicians at the fair? Is there a schedule or anything like that if people want to talk to their representatives? All are welcome. I don't have a schedule at this point. We've not been made aware of, of who will all be here, but some of them do have booths that they may be stopping by at. So if you want to check out our website, if you go under Shopping and Fairfinder Shops, you can see what kind of political booths might be out here this year. All right. And for folks who can't get around, have disabilities, are there accommodations, things that they can uh, take advantage of, whether there's, there's carts or something? I know when we had kids, they could rent wagons and things like that. Is that uh, something like that uh, going to take place too? Absolutely. We encourage you to check out our expanded accessibility guide. We have a ton of information on there this year, including how to rent an electric mobility scooter. Those are able to be rented from five locations throughout the fairgrounds, and you can also rent them in, in advance. So be sure to check out our accessibility guide on our website to be able to learn how to rent one of those electric mobility scooters, strollers, wagon, or wheelchairs. Wonderful. Well, it sounds like it's going to be a great fair. Uh, you're expecting probably not to set records this year, but what has been the record at the Minnesota State Fair for a day and for the entire fair? Um, our record attendance for the whole fair was 2.1 million in uh, in 2019, and wow. then our overall record daily attendance was 
you know, 270,000 on, on that second Saturday. But um, again, we're just, we're not looking to break any attendance records. And uh, we're just hoping that those who feel comfortable come to the fair and, um, you know, support these vendors if you're able. Well, I'm going to ask you a statistics question. So statistically, which, if you don't like big crowds, which is the best day to come to the fair? Is there one day that's maybe not as crowded as another, for example? Yeah, statistically, going on a weekday in the morning is going to be one of the best times to go. Uh, For example, last year, Monday, the first Monday of the fair, or 2019, we had 96,000 people, which is obviously considerably less than that 270,000. So, um, yeah, we always suggest coming on a weekday in the mornings if you're hoping to avoid those crowds. And we also have a brand new feature on our website called our Gopher Gauge. It's going to let you know kind of, real time what attendance feels like on the grounds it's not anything scientific it's just how crowded it might feel on the ground so if there's one little fairchild mascot head means that the fairgrounds are less busy (laughs) if we have three then it might be a little busier and so it's really about making an informed decision about what you feel comfortable with this year i love that that's a great idea and what's the busiest day i assume it's going to be weekends is it labor day uh itself or let's say you want to avoid the most crowds what would that day would be best typically the busiest day is that second saturday so this year that would be saturday september 4th historically i think think that's the day where our kids are going to show for 4-h oh dear oh well that's the way she goes but thank you so much danielle i appreciate it and uh, you have fun at the fair thank you we appreciate it all right bye-bye that is Deli, Di, Di, Danielle Dullinger from the Minnesota State Fair. Talking about new things, talking about concerns, make sure you wear your mask. They encourage, highly, highly encourage it. They're not mandating it, but you can also get a free vaccine and a $100 gift card if this is your first vaccination at the fair. So lots of good information there for you. New things, new foods. And uh, take the, uh, like they said, take the park and ride. It's uh, probably faster, easier than having to find a parking space. All right, it is 1022, and you are listening to a Minnesota Morning on the Maverick at KMSU Radio. I've got some more music here for you from uh, Gary Lewis here on the Maverick. Miles of empty skies and never winding streets so incomplete and alone. When I close my eyes, I always see your face. I hear Fella, and my mind gets to roaming, I guess. But when I'm far away, I can still see that day and you in that little white dress. Remember that flat tire out on Route 41? We had a thong ride in the rain. And when we went swimming naked in your old man's pond Drunk and singing sweet Jane Miles of empty skies 